Welcome to Girls Who Heal, the podcast. This podcast was created specifically for all the incredible girlies on their healing journey. We're here to support and uplift you as you navigate your personal growth and self-discovery. This podcast is for the girls who are healing, not yet healed. The ones who show up every day with the commitment to be their best selves. Welcome back to Girls Who Heal podcast, the podcast dedicated to the girlies who are on their healing journey. We're here to empower those who committed to personal growth and becoming the best versions of themselves. In today's episode, we have a special guest, Melanie Creighton. Hey, ma'am, ma'am. <laughs> Mel is a provisionally licensed counselor, a podcast host, and a certified sound healer. She is also the founder of Surrender to Thrive, where she encourages community care and creates wellness experiences and mastermind groups for Black healers and creatives. Today, we will be discussing her healing journey and her journey as a therapist. Welcome, Mel. Thank Welcome, you. Welcome, Mel, Mel. Thank you. <laughs> But oh, before we jump into our topic, let's do our icebreaker. So our icebreaker for today will be bang, bang Mary, Mary Kill. Oh, or for okay. the grown-ups, fuck Mary Kill. Okay. Now, so our choices are Will Smith, mm. Michael B. Jordan, and Obama. <laughs> okay, what's the options again? Will Smith, Michael B. Jordan, Obama. What's the options for the bang, the the fuck? Fuck, Mary kill. Hmm, oh Lord. <laughs> Obama, Will Smith, or Michael B. Jordan. Oh, wow. <laughs> See, Will Smith the Libra like I am, so I might. <laughs> I mean, the call is hard. I'm indecisive. <laughs> no, I'm not in Okay, okay. Um, the first thing. Mary. I probably say Will. Okay. Um, what's the fuck? Uh huh. I could be Jordan. Okay. Uh, what's the last one? Kill. Kill. Damn, kill who? You gotta kill Obama. Oh. oh. No. <laughs> no. I'm a fuck Obama. Oh. <laughs> I'm a fuck Obama. He's a Leo. So. Okay. I'm in yeah, kill. That could be. Yeah. Damn. Right. Okay, Ashley. What's your info? Well, I was gonna go with kill Will. Fuck Mike. Okay. Mary Obama. That's okay. my answer too. Really? Yes. And so let me explain my answer a little bit. Okay, I'm gonna kill Will Smith because I'm just not interested in it. Um, and then as far as Mike be Jordan, everybody know that's my hall pass. If you don't know, my husband know, baby. No now. He be so mad, okay? Anytime I bring that man up. Um and then Mary Obama, because I think he's gonna treat you right. You know? So that, that's my yeah. I feel that. Okay, we're gonna do one more. Okay. Okay, so fuck Mary Kill. We're gonna say with Khalifa, mm-hmm. Method Man, Tyrese. Oh Lord. Ooh. I don't like none of that. I wanna say kill Tyrese. <laughs> okay. Just because I in an interview and I was just like, oh it ain't, it ain't what I thought it was. <laughs> um well, um Wiz Cliff Hold on, what's other I Wiz Cliff Method Man. I'd probably say fuck me the man Mary Wiz. Okay. What's your answer? I don't like none of that. It is, it is hard, but yeah. You gotta choose. Okay. Uh, uh Wiz, Method, Man, and Tyrese. Tyrese. 
I'm going to kill Tyrese too. Mm-hmm. He seemed like a little crybaby. Yeah. I don't know. Ladies, I would. I'm just. I, don't, I ain't <laughs> watch no interviews. I don't yeah. really. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Probably marry Wiz. Uh huh. And fuck um. Method Man. Method Man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, so my answer. Let's see. I'm definitely killing Tyrese because he's too emotional for me. I can't take it. I've been to choke him out. Period. Um, I'm gonna marry Method Man because I, I like he got like a balance of a thug, but he like sophisticated. I like that about yeah. him. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna fuck with Khalifa for sure. For sure. Okay. For sure. <laughs> I mean, I know somebody don't. I mean, it's just the vibe. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I need to get hip because I'm yeah. not. Smoke yeah. blunt, you know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, just look different. Right. A little hood, a little different. Yeah. yeah. In the middle. Yeah. Cool beans. Okay, let's move on to the topic. All right, let's uh, get to know Mel a little bit. So, what led you to pursue a career in therapy? Um, well... I always been curious as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why black people don't want to go to therapy? <laughs> like I never had been to therapy before, but I was just like, why do we why is there such a reservation, you know, when it right. comes to seeking extra support? Mm-hmm. Even though I didn't really know much about therapy other than what I seen on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but the career really chose me. Okay. Um, because after I graduated my bachelor's, I'm like, okay, now what? Mm-hmm. I had a communications degree, like they're so broad. Right. Um, I had the dream of being like in New York in like a loft. I'm like, I'm not going to New York. What was I thinking? <laughs> they don't even have sanctuary. Like, I can't. <laughs> so, after I graduated my bachelor's degree, I was just like, I don't know what to do. And I always said, if I didn't know, I'd just continue on with school because school was like a safety net. Right. Yeah. Um, and I looked at the programs. I was going to join this writing program, this grad program, and it wanted me to wait another year because mm-hmm. I had the deadline had passed to like, um, actually, you know, start that. Well, I'm this mic. Start the program. But, um, so I was like, okay. I started looking down Umsu's like career paths and majors, and I saw clinical mental health counseling. And I was like, huh? And I started reading, it and I started getting excited. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I did it. And that's I wrote awesome. my um, what was it? They only accept like ten people every semester, so wow. I was nervous. And so I wrote this um, what is it called? The paper essay. Essay, I guess essay. And I kind of talked about that thing where black people don't want to go to therapy and right. I want it to be cool. I want it to be a safe place for us. Yeah. Um, we need that. I didn't want it to be stiff. Right. I'm like, yeah. I don't, that, how are you feeling today? Like, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <I don't mean. laughs> yeah. So I was like, I want to make it therapy cool. So let's do this. I'm, I'm glad I did. So I yeah. love it. Yeah. I love that. And then like, what kind of clients do you serve? Oh, oh I just served everybody. I worked in addiction. Uh-huh. Uh, I worked in colleges, private practice. Nonprofit, but right now I currently work with college students. Okay, I love their population, mm-hmm. so I currently work um, in that um, with that population. And then I also am working with private practice clients. So mostly um, people of color, um, black women. Mm-hmm. Um, I also see black men, which is really fun. Too. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah pretty much everybody but I, I specifically love people of color uh-huh. um and yeah awesome that's, that's good yeah. well how has uh your career being a therapist helped you on your healing journey yeah so it helped a lot i think that if i you know how something you no know, in hindsight when you look at things mm-hmm. and you just like Man, if I wouldn't end this program, what would my life be like? Right. Yeah. Um, like I met my best friend Victoria in the program. Um, I didn't know I was gonna join the program, so I saw that listing. Uh-huh. So it was kind of like 
something was preparing me for what was about to happen right. during grad school. And in grad school, I think it was my junior year of grad school where I had experienced birth trauma and I lost my son. It was my mm-hmm. first pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and still don't know to say what happened, but I was five months pregnant. And that was a lot because yeah. people knew I was pregnant. So I went back to school. It took me a while to go back to school, like yeah. a month. And I was like, uh, I'm like, oh, how the baby's doing? And I still get that sometimes. Yeah. Like, oh, it's been. And that was in 2018. Wow. Yeah. So, um, but it actually helped me because I feel, I feel like if I didn't understand what I was going through, yeah. it would have been a lot different. Um, and then I also had that support. I had my community, I had my family, I had my best friends. So, like I said, I think it was preparing me yeah. for what was to happen. Right. But obviously, I didn't know that was going to happen. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah. Alignment. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> yeah. And then where are you, where would you say you are currently in like your healing journey? Currently, I'm a pretty aware person. Like I'm very curious about my own upbringing, my behaviors, things Mm -hmm. like that. And just always, I just value personal growth in general. I'm not afraid of change. I'm afraid of like having difficult conversations before. I was definitely like very quiet as a kid. Didn't speak up about a lot of stuff that was bothering me because I didn't feel safe to do so. Um, And as I got older, Obviously, with my background in therapy, um, it just got better um, over time. But currently, I started therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm currently seeing a therapist, a black woman, who specializes in, specializes in IFS, which, mm-hmm. is, which is internal family system. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a type of therapy modality that um, it's basically, oh my God, I'm saying this. <laughs> I didn't want to just do anything. Like I said, I know so much that like it's yeah. hard for therapists to go to therapy because it's like, I'm already know what you're about you about. <laughs> yeah, so you gotta be like top tier. Like I don't want to be like I'm wasting my time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. But I was in different, you know, transition in my life. I'm starting dating again after like two and a half years of not dating. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I was just like, let me because I think even when we are aware of things, yeah, we still have blind spots. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let me go back, make sure that there's anything I haven't like checked. Let me explore more about myself at this point in my life. So that's where I am right now. It's not nothing significantly like bothering me it's yeah. just more so like let me have that extra support you know yeah. you know you can i can depend on my family my friends you know but i feel like that extra support does help mm-hmm. um, especially for somebody that specializes in ifs which is basically oh lord we are all born with these parts and right. basically we're pure whatever but when we experience trauma these parts take on protective roles right. yeah so like say you have like a um, addictive part mm-hmm. like Instead of you like bashing yourself for having an addiction, because people do feel a lot of shame when they experience certain things. Like, stop mm-hmm. doing this, stop doing that. Instead of doing that, um, get to know that part of yourself. Like understand how it's protecting you. Mm-hmm. You know, drinking or doing hard drugs, things like that. You know, it can be that's how I cope whatever pain right. I'm going through. Yeah. It's kind of like being in a relationship with these different parts of yourself um, rather than like shaming you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's it's a lot more to it, but I, I'm going to, <laughs> it's a lot more to it. It's dope as hell. Yeah. Um, the reason why I um, sought out like a IFS therapist is because I want to incorporate that with my clients. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, anytime I you know encourage clients to do things, I'm doing it myself. I'm uh-huh. not going to be talking just to you know be talking. Right. Um, so I have to like try those things on myself and see mm-hmm. how they feel for me. Um, so yeah, that's where I am right now. I love that. Yeah, because yeah. I think it's so important to know that like you as a therapist are seeking therapy. Right. Yeah. Like because sometimes people think y'all got it all together, mm-hmm. y'all done figured the shit out. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I love that because it's just proving that like 
you are aware of where you are and you can continue to grow in that. Yeah. Beautiful. The misconception sure. people has been <laughs> brought to life. Yeah. And they say every therapist should have a therapist. Just like yeah. every doctor has a doctor. Every, right. you know, Will Smith probably has have an acting coach. You know, right, like, right. you have to, Keep you, you know, you know, find, you know, uh, what's that called? Tune up. Like a tune yeah. up. Right. Yeah. Okay, I'm about to go off script. Um, so you said you was dating. Um, what you looking for outside? You know what you what oh, you looking for? Lord. She always trying to play cute, right? Like, right. Your husband, right. Or, you know, the woman could be watching, and I want them to know a little yeah. bit about what you looking for. It was this thing, right? <laughs> I think I was just talking about this with my friend, where it's like you don't want to tell people what you want because they start um, they start mm-hmm. you know trying to be there, trying to be there, and it can be a mask that they were. But obviously, masks don't last that long. I'm not afraid of that type of stuff, right? But, right. Um, Right now, I'm looking for partnership, looking for a life partner. I'm looking for someone to do life with. I love just traveling. I love experiencing new things, interpersonal development. I love like having my individual life, but still coming back and having that extra support at home. Yeah. Um. So that's what I'll, I guess I'll say that. Okay. So that the person out there won't that's be like, general, right? you know? Yeah. Look, yeah. I want you specific. Yeah. <laughs> Because I don't really have a tie. Like, everybody yeah. I've dated, like, you know, I only had two, you know, um, significant relationships, uh, long-term relationships. Mm-hmm. But everybody's different, right. you know? Yeah. It looks, um, careers. Yeah. Like, I'm not I'm not a material person. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, he got he to gotta be this. Right, right. Or they got to have, I'm... You, you're open. Yeah, okay. you're open. You do your work, you know. You're passionate <laughs> about something and see that. You know, you taking those steps. Don't mm-hmm. just be sitting on it. You right, know. Right. So I like that drive, but I also meet people where they at. You know. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if you're looking for mail, <laughs> email us at girlwhopodcast at gmail dot com. That part. Look, I'm gonna screen it first. Like I'm gonna be like, that's good because you I'm yeah gonna, yeah you trust me yeah right. Yeah. See, you need to get more like us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you try to look you up before all the time. Really? I mean, I've been looking for her. Oh, you prospects. did try to. You did say like, oh, I think yeah. you asked me before, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to look. Like, trying to look, yeah. Y'all need to take me outside. I'm a good wing person. I can find y'all what y'all looking for, and I know how to look through they soul. Okay, okay, tell. okay. Y'all, yeah, trust me. Okay. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> so I know you wanted to specialize a little bit on like sex and intimacy. Can mm-hmm. you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so I currently work for a private practice called Healing Exchange, mm-hmm. and they specialize in a diverse group of people, um, LGBTQIA plus community, um, sex, relationships, specialize in all those different things. Mm-hmm. And the owner, Rafaela, she, I, I admire her so much. Um, and I was working with a client. I was telling her about like some of the sexual concerns she had. She was like, you should be a sex therapist. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I actually thought about it. I thought about it. Because I'm like, it's fun. Because I, I read this quote one time where it was like, we can talk about trauma and heal or we talk about pleasure and heal. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of times we don't highlight the joys and pleasures of life, mm-hmm. including like sex. Right. Yeah. I know it's a lot of like things that kind of other shame and different things that come with that for some people. But um, yeah, I like the discovery of, of it all. And not necessarily just like with somebody, but with yourself too. Mm-hmm. You get an opportunity to explore like what you like, um, how talking you want to show up, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, you was talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mel's event. Yeah. She had a surrender to thrive picnic, mm-hmm. and Mel was like, "Yeah, I think I want to specialize in sex and intimacy." And everybody mm-hmm. at the table was like, "Yeah, I can see that." You, I said, yeah. Let me find out. Everybody know you're a freak, Mel. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> 
And she's a bit much, yeah. I like looking innocent, you know. I like, okay, yeah. I'm mad at it. Yeah. Oh, but like, is there anything in your life that kind of made you want to specialize in it? Like, with your own journey with like sex and intimacy? Yeah, I think I always was a person, I was always a giver, like mm-hmm. in general. Um, and obviously, like in relationships, like I always, I think it's not a like, uh, what's that called? This narrative, like you have to give and give to this mm-hmm. person, and you don't experience anything mm-hmm. bad. Like you, you just give to that person. And I got to point in my life. I'm like, I need to figure out what I like. You right, know, right. I need to see what's cool for me. And like even like masturbation, all those different things. Um, so yeah, I think that's where I was at. So I gave myself my first orgasm. So okay, yeah. <laughs> I was proud of that. So I was like, oh okay. my friends before not that many times in my life yeah. but it can be overwhelming because some people just like Yeah. I love it. It was fun. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. But she was scared to watch shows like that or how to build uh-huh. a sex room. Like, I haven't done any of these things. Uh-huh. But I'm like, I said, Is I'm that kind of where you want to go? No, I'm more so. <laughs> no, don't look at your eyes, though. But the I'm twinkle. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. Okay, go ahead. But I think I'm just more curious. I don't judge okay. people. So, like, a lot of things probably would be too kicky for me, but like, I still, like, okay, I just go. Like, right. tell me more. I'm curious. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, that's why I, I, lear- I learned about floggers. I was like, oh, yeah, that's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> tell us about your sound healing journey. Oh, yeah. And what inspired so, you to learn about sound? Like I said, I'm a curious person. My best friend know that. You know, I, I like a little woo-woo stuff, but I still keep my feet grounded. Yeah. Like, I'm, I, like, I like to have both. Yeah. And she was like, it's a sound healing event. You know, you want to go? I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I ain't never been to a sound bath right. before. And I went, I fell in love with it. So every time I would go, mm-hmm. I would always bring somebody. Mm-hmm. So like other friends, I might brought an ex there before. Um, and one one time I brought my dad, I think it was in 2021, like at the end of the year. And I invited my dad and his dog, <laughs> his puppy. Aww. And they came and they loved it. Like the dog was like on her back. And Aww. like she didn't want to be touched. <laughs> she was like in La La Land somewhere. That's sweet. And they enjoyed it so much. And then one day I was just, I was just like, oh, dad, like Lisa, um, she hosted, like not hosted, she's um, doing a training. This is her first training, I believe. And I'm like excited because I'm like, oh, he could do it. Yeah. He was like, actually, I want you to do it and I'm going to pay for it. And I'm like, what? Like I automatically got defensive because I'm like, it scared me because I'm yeah. like, what? Like I never <laughs> thought about doing it. And then at the time, like, I got all my daddy money. So I'm like, I'm going to owe you more money. He's like, no. Nah. <laughs> Like, no, this is, this is, I see something in you and I feel like you should do it. You can offer to, you know, the community or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I did the training. Like I said, with it for a minute and then I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. Because anytime you, time something scares me, that means, it yeah. means yep. something. Yep. Um, and I'm not afraid. I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Like, I like challenge myself. So yeah. I, um, I did the training. It was a weekend long training, like eight hours a day, Friday, mm-hmm. Saturday, Sunday. And yeah. That's how I got into it. That's I awesome. It. How many hours did it require? Um, I mean, just that weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just that weekend. So we learn, like, I, I, what I love about Lisa is she, it's not just like, oh, let's pay the sound booth. Right. It's like, she literally <laughs> goes to, like, the science yeah. of it, how it, like, interacts with your nervous system right. and just all the, it really gets deep. Um, and it's, like, scientifically proven things. It's not just like, oh, this is some woo-woo shit. Right, right. Um, so, so, yeah. I love that. Good. And then, like, how have you incorporated the sound healing into like your therapy sessions. Mm-hmm. I recently just did that. Um, what was it last year? I used to work for an organization that um, their population was those who experienced sexual violence and domestic violence um, or trauma, things like that. And people who experience like sexual trauma or any trauma in general, a lot of times they are disconnected from their bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and their nervous system is all the way. Mm-hmm. And I think that <laughs> I mean it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely mm-hmm. true. Like whatever we experience, it's not just in our mind; it's in our body yeah. as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, and a lot of people just disassociate from themselves. They feel disconnected, and mm-hmm. I felt like sound would be. <laughs> I'm sorry to keep. <laughs> she just feeling you right now. Yeah, I'm feeling you, and I'm yeah. keeping her numbers. And so I, I was like, I want to incorporate this. Like I said, I don't, I don't like stiff therapy. Mm-hmm. I want to use other holistic modalities, you know, mm-hmm. to, to support people. Right. Um, and I was like, they gave me free range. Like, you can do whatever modality you want. I'm like, cool. I ain't got to awesome. do no stiff stuff. Uh-huh. So um, I brought in my sound bowls and I had asked clients, are you interested in this? I think this would be helpful. 
And y'all, some of the stuff they were saying, I still be shocked. Uh-huh. I be, they be like, do you know what to play? I'm like, no. I just be intuitively <laughs> playing. I don't do yeah. I'm not, you know, making you do the, like experience these things. Right, right. Um, but it helps like calm down the nervous system. Yeah. Talking about tough stuff, your nervous system start getting activated. So like the sound helps them to, you know, yeah, it mellow out a little yeah, bit. For more. sure. Yeah. So yeah. it's been really helpful. Like I said, they, I'm a one client. She was some people see colors. Mm-hmm. Some people say I never feel I experienced so much domestic violence, I never felt safe. And it's the first time I actually know that I'm, I'm capable of experiencing peace. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody said they thought about a child they lost that they never, they haven't thought about in years. Wow. Because I think that when your body's in like that meditative state, it like cuts off your conscious mind and your subconscious things yeah. start coming up. Yeah. So that's why people would see like people who passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, some people just fall asleep. Like my daddy, he'd be knocked out. <laughs> he'd be knocked out. Um, or you'd be in like what is called theta, which is like the, the meditative state. Um, it slows down your brain waves and things like that. So it kind of gives give you time to rest and things like that. So. so yeah, I really think that was helpful for people who do experience a lot of anxiety, um, obviously depression, things like that. So yeah. I love all of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um can you um can you tell us a little about Surrender to Thrive? Yes. So Surrender to Thrive started in twenty eighteen. I thought I lost my son. I knew I'm like, this is some deep heavy shit right now. Yeah. I know I gotta, you know, work and move through this, not get mm-hmm. over it, move through it. Like right, whatever right. I'm feeling. So that was the first time in my life where I really allowed myself to like truly feel all my emotions, mm-hmm. even the heavy ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, and once I like, after a couple of months and even after a year passed, um, I was just like, man, I feel like I hope everybody gets a chance to experience this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe I should start something like for people to to join my journey with me. Yeah. It, was, it was like my Greek journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I want other people to experience. I want extra support. I want more people to connect with. And I was like, what do I want to call it? And I was like, surrender. <laughs> like, I'm like, release, acceptance. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, all these different synonyms and things. And I'm like, okay, what's the point of letting go? What's the point of acceptance? And like, to thrive. Mm-hmm. Like, to grow, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's kind of how I came up with the name. And it kind of transitioned to like, focusing more on Black healers, creatives, wellness professionals, because we give a lot. And I'm really good at boundaries and take care of myself. Like, mm-hmm. if I ain't feeling it, I'm cutting it off. <laughs> yeah. But some people are like, just go, go, go. That's mm-hmm. how they cope. You know, that's mm-hmm. how they distract themselves. And unfortunately, that's us, the yeah. therapists, you know, uh, doctors, nurses, all the people who are constantly overwhelmed by other people's energy. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, well, how, about, how about we have a space just for us, for you to focus on you while also healing the community? Because mm-hmm. a lot of times we feel like we don't have that support, you know, so... That's the minute to survive. Beautiful. I yeah. love you. <laughs> okay, so for those of y'all who don't know, like I was in Mel's first like cohort for her mastermind, mm-hmm. um, Surrender to Thrive. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it because I feel like we definitely had like that support system. And mm-hmm. I feel like you are very good at like how you organize things and just like bring out maybe certain issues that we might like sweep under the rug. Right. And I just gotta give you your crazy right now, because I feel like <laughs> 
truly like I feel like you are one of the reasons that I show up as I do today. Like, really? yes, uh-huh. yes. Okay. seriously. Oh, you did start the uh, day and yeah, girl, I'm home. And so I just want to give you your flowers here today. Thank you. I, I, I love it. you and I, I, love, I love everything you do, and mm-hmm. I love how you like pour into other women. Yeah. I think it's very powerful. And baby, you're gonna be successful no matter what. You know what I'm saying? That part. <laughs> It's very beautiful. Tell Thank us you. about like your journey with like the podcast, like how that came about. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I used to be really insecure about speaking. I obviously feel like <laughs> from childhood, like being told like not to express your emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to talk fast, so I'm excited, so I used to stutter sometimes. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to, I want to sound. I love hearing people speak. They just like really eloquent and like I'm like, ooh, I love the way they <laughs> speak. It's just like um. Not even like a romantic turn on. It's just like, I just like right, right. to speak. And I'm like, I want to speak like that. But I'm like, how about I just speak like me mm-hmm. and learn to accept that? How can I do that? So I was like, well, I think Instagram was just kind of like limiting. Because sometimes I'll be on stories and I get to talk and it'd be like 10 stories. I'm like, damn, yeah. that's too long. Like This is too long in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And obviously I know that audience too. So yeah. um, I love, I've been loving podcasts even before I started a podcast. So I'm like, I'm going to start a podcast. Maybe that's the way I can learn to be comfortable with hearing my own voice because I'm I would hear my voice back. I'm like, that don't sound nothing like me. Like, <laughs> and I, a lot of people say that, yeah. like, oh, I can't stand the sound of my voice. Yeah. But the more I spoke and the more I just did the podcast, I'm like, oh yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, that's for sure me. Like, I don't have no doubts about <laughs> yeah. that. Um, it sounded very familiar, and it was it helped me to be able to come to places like this and speak now. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's how the podcast started. But then start about myself first. I always uh-huh. wanted a co-host because I love conversation. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and I knew it was always be my best friend Victoria, but I was still like, I don't know yet. Uh-huh. I want to get my time space to like develop my own voice and really uh-huh. hear my own voice and uh-huh. things. And then I end up deciding like I think I'm ready, like after a year or so. Yeah. Uh-huh. I bought her a mic. Um, got a nice mic and all the things, and <laughs> I'm like, here's your gift. You coming with me on the podcast? <laughs> was she You're like welcome. receptive to it, or like, yeah. okay, good? She, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think she was definitely nervous because, yeah. like I said, people hear their own voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna be public, right. you know, yeah. speaking more. Um, you know, really trying to step into like our power can be a little bit, you know, yeah, unsure, yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. So she definitely had that, but yeah, she was like, I'm. She kind of like, I'm down for it too. Okay, yeah. we do it together. So good, because yeah. I think. Um, y'all have like a really good like chemistry, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like that's like very inspiring to see, especially mm-hmm. like how y'all work together. Because you know I listen in like listen to how y'all have worked through like certain issues in y'all friendship. Mm-hmm. And that's very inspiring. Yep. I'll be ready to knock this bitch head. <laughs> oh well. And so, <laughs> and so I think like it's just very inspiring to see, and I love that you like brought her along. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of goes with like how you just empower women, and mm-hmm. I think that's just. I'm proud yeah, of you. Thank you. I'm like, come along. Come get some of this. Like, I love seeing people just, like, step into their power and yeah. know they have a choice. Yeah. I think we still don't know we have a choice a lot of times, but we just, be like, don't know what to do. But yeah. I'm like, yeah. just come and spend. Just, just live. Yeah. You know, let's just challenge ourselves. Like, yeah. Not pushing you to do it, but, like, yeah. I'm here. I wish so a little bit. But yeah. thank you, Nisha, for bringing me along. Like, I... I I oh, you, didn't, you didn't want to oh, do it? Not that I didn't want to do it. It was just me stepping yeah, in, yeah. feeling comfortable and stepping into this power that I'm yeah. discovering. So. You're yeah. doing great. She's yeah, moving at the speed of turtle. I said, you got oh, well, to move. I mean, <laughs> come on. Baby steps still move forward. Okay. I mean, you know. Yeah, man. you're doing great. So, okay, you. so what would you say is your biggest challenge 
in juggling your own healing journey along with like being in a position to help others? Hmm. I don't, I remember I saw that question. I was just thinking about it. Cause I didn't want to think too much into the question because yeah. I'm just going to whatever comes to my head, <laughs> you know, but um, when I saw that question, I'm like, what is the biggest challenge? Cause like, I'm really great with boundaries. Mm-hmm. I don't take my client stuff home when I'm with them. I'm in with them in the session, but when I leave, I'm in, back to my own life, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, my own journey. So that's not an issue. I think it was more so the type of environments I worked in. Maybe mm-hmm. one of you see like 50, 60, 80 clients a week. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how do you see eight <laughs> clients in a day you only got eight hours? Right. Like, how do you, it's just, it's, certain stuff just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was my biggest challenge is finding where I, finding a position that aligned with my own values yeah. and how I take care of myself. Like, they, they prioritize the health of their, you know, their therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I feel like I found that. I, like I have it. a lot of flexibility. Yeah. So I think that was my biggest That's challenge. That's beautiful. Yeah. That workplace environment thing is yeah. serious. Mm-hmm. They step out of grass because they <laughs> want to pay you pennies. Mm-hmm. They don't even want you to, they didn't want us to have a job while we was doing our internship. I'm like, how are you supposed to pay bills? Yeah. Like, we grown. <laughs> like, we, we got, we probably are you coming from rich. Right. I didn't think so. <laughs> no, ain't no, no scholar, I didn't know scholarships. No, I was going off alone. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. And then can you tell us, like, what you have next for, like, Surrender to Thrive? Do you have, like, any mastermind groups coming up or mm, any no, events? No mastermind groups, not yet. Just because I feel like I was trying to do a lot. Because yeah. I was so excited. I, mean, I, could do, I could obviously do anything, but I was just like, let me make it more simple. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just have, like, so what's coming next is, like, small gatherings, like, mm-hmm. once a month. Um, it can be anything from, like, a hike, like, in, like any kind of wellness yeah. experience. And I'll be collaborating with other wellness facilitators and things like that. So yoga instructors, sound healers, um, just anybody in the field of wellness, creativity, mm-hmm. things like that. So that's really what's next. And obviously the podcast just started back up, too. So that's where we're going. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Okay. <laughs> so um, now it's time for our advice segment. We'll have Mel help us okay. this week. We'll answer a listener's question that ties into the <laughs> healing journey. And if you're looking for advice, email us at girlswhohealpodcast at gmail.com. And we might feature a question on the upcoming upcoming episode. Let me do the first one. I can do. Okay. Okay. So dear girls who heal. I've been dating my partner for a few months now. I'm struggling with emotional connection and vulnerability. It feels like I have built up walls around my heart. I like my partner, but struggle to commit. I find myself caught in a cycle of self-sabotage when I start to form connections. In the past, I have cheated on my partners when I felt things are getting too serious. Maybe this is my sick way of keeping the distance. As soon as things start to feel too close or intimate, I find ways to distance myself or push people away. Yeah. How can I break free from this self-destructive pattern and learn to embrace vulnerability? T. We're going to go to our expert here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this definitely self-sabotage for sure. Yeah. But kind of going back to what I was saying about protectors, like how is cheating on somebody protecting you? So they're looking at that as like a shameful thing. Because, I mean, some people's like, damn, you cheated. Uh-huh. Like, it's, it's okay, it is what it is. But it's like, how is, I think she already identified that. And that's why I think a lot of clients, they be talking, they be sharing. I'm like, you have all the answers. Yeah. You have all the answers. You, She obviously know why she's doing what she's yeah. doing. Mm-hmm. Um, why she, what she's doing. So I think that, well, one is I will normalize. It's really hard to break patterns. If you've been this way for a long time, just expect that it's going to take some time to, you know, right. unattached, detach from some of those right. patterns mm-hmm. and cycles. Um, so, mm, 
it's it's not it's hard because it's no right way to heal. Yeah. It's no right way to go about things. It's really just ex- exploring and deepening your understanding of yourself and your behaviors mm-hmm. um, and knowing where it stems from. Sometimes it can be, I grew up saying how my, my mom was with the other guys and I seen their dynamic and now I just don't trust men. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be anything. Like if I was to show up emotionally and be vulnerable with people, then I would get hurt. So, yeah. be, so to avoid me getting hurt, I'm going to hurt them first. Yeah. So it's like, just if you understand things like that, then you're like, okay, now I'm understanding. But how can I show myself grace? How can I show myself compassion? Because we didn't get here. All the things that we do are horrible. We didn't get here mm-hmm. alone. Right. Um, I think a lot of times we do blame myself entirely for things. But mm-hmm. understand like where certain things come from right. is helpful. Um, but yeah, getting comfortable with emotions and vulnerability, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Would you say that, like, getting comfortable with vulnerability is something that can help you be less guarded? For sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. And I don't know. It's, hmm. I think that building a relationship with your emotions is important mm-hmm. because you won't feel threatened by them if you feel them. Yeah. You know, so I think if you have a belief that if I feel sad, then that means something about me. Or if mm-hmm. I feel angry, then it means something. But once you learn, you know, how these things are showing up, whether it be in your body, on your mind, your thoughts. Um, you just start to be sort of be more curious about what you're experiencing rather than like shaming or being judgmental about mm-hmm. it. Um, so I think it is important to build emotion a relationship with your emotions. Sometimes sometimes people think it's like a bad thing to be experiencing emotions. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's an alert system, letting you right. know that something is going on. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Like identify those triggers, like all these different things. And also, you know, um, what I have to say, I don't know. I think, like I said, it's not the right way to go about this. So I'm not trying to give like advice, right? But such I, a therapist, right? <laughs> so people think therapy is advice. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm trying to get sued because people have said. I think yeah. one therapist was like, somebody got mad because they said I did what you said and it didn't work out. I didn't so, say you did. It's not therapy is not giving advice. And people like simplified in their way. I'm like, that's not it. Right. Yeah. Um, but I will say being relationship to emotions is important. Mm-hmm. Understand how they're working for you and not against you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ashley, do you have anything to add? I just love how this word grace keeps coming up and how mm-hmm. we need to be reminded to extend that onto ourselves. Yeah. And um and it's a whole lot of unlearning what we were taught. And so a lot yeah. of that shit comes from, oh, well, that's what I was taught. So it's like, yeah. that's all I know. So I'm pretty much modeling behavior. So yeah. operate in grace, feel the emotion. Don't, uh, I guess a lot of people symbolize it. Or you're weak, you know what I'm saying? When you have those emotions. So mm-hmm. I think that's just to do with like how we were up, uh, brought, brought up. So give yourself grace. Yeah, That's so interesting to me. Mm-hmm. People be saying like, you weak you're like emotions. Because I'm like, who weak the person that can experience emotion, hold space for them, or the person that's scared of them coming out? Like, right. yeah. it's like, make it make sense. I'm tired of being strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was my client one time, and she was, she's really young. She was like, her friend passed away. He was murdered, and she was just like, she's smiling the whole time while she's sharing this thing. She's like, I'm trying to be strong. I'm just like, why? How is that helping you? You know, yeah. how is that, you know, how is that yeah. helping you? Um, to be strong and it's not helping. It's not. That's that <laughs> it's mentality. You're like, why do they tell yeah. us to do that? Yeah. Being strong okay. is having emotional awareness and working on yeah. emotion. Yeah, you know, for sure. So. 
For sure. Thank you for that. Because I I think you had like a completely different perspective. Like most people, they hear that, they like, you need to get your shit together. But you was like, get to know yourself. I like that. Curiosity is a catalyst for healing, for sure. Okay, listen to the professional. (laughs) Okay. All right, thank you for your letter. Thanks, T. Let's go to the second one. So I'm going to read the second one. Uh, Dear Girl Sue Hill, I struggle with feeling comfortable with my own sexuality and sensuality. I have done a lot of healing work around my sexual trauma. I was molested from the age of seven to 12 years old. For as long as I can remember, I have carried a sense of shame and discomfort surrounding my own sexuality. Society's judgment towards women don't help me feel any better. And I feel like I can't fully embrace and express my sensuality. This has affected my confidence, self-image, and even my intimate relationships with my husband. I would be grateful for any advice or insights you can offer to help me. How can I begin to shed the layers of shame and embrace my sexuality as a beautiful and natural part of who I am? Are there any practices or exercises you recommend to help me connect with my sensuality and reclaim my power? With gratitude, Gina. Mm. And I'm a sexual expert. <laughs> but I will say, I think a lot of things, regardless of what the concern is, find a community, find a space that is fully accepting of mm-hmm. who you are and how you show up. Because I feel like that helps build confidence too. Mm-hmm. You get an opportunity to practice in a safe space right. before you go out and interact with the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like you have those cheerleaders by you. I think that's always helpful. But as far as as far as getting to know yourself on an intimate level, I really think it starts with like the small things like real brings you pleasure. Mm-hmm. It can be literally like, yeah, I'm so, I'm so weird. But like, <laughs> I have a 25 minute drive to work. I get excited about driving to work every day because I can listen to music. I love music. Yeah. I love podcasts. So like, I be jamming. I be in yeah. the car. And that ride is like self-care for me. Yeah. And it brings me a lot of pleasure. So it goes beyond sex. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think starting under sex, start, start in the small way. Right. Mm-hmm. What brings you pleasure? Like, is it going to get ice cream or trying out a new Asian restaurant? I'm talking right. about myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, just really start there and just really kind of go back to what I said about being curious about what you enjoy. Yeah. Um, and what brings you pleasure and expanding outside of like, you know, just sex. Mm-hmm. I think starting there is, is important. And you build your way up, you know, you, you see what you're curious about and you, mm-hmm. and you participate. Love it. Yeah, I, I want to piggyback off of yeah. that. Like, yeah, um, find out what you, you know, uh, find pleasure in. Mm-hmm. So, like, even with those experiences Mel mentioned, self-exploration. Yeah. So much so to where you can feel comfortable with telling your husband some of these things so he can start implementing those things yeah. into your relationship. For I sure. say your <laughs> <laughs> Made up a word. <laughs> of a, um, you all's relationship. And so mm-hmm. I think that'll be something you could do that's something small too. Yeah. Yeah. I had, um, there was an exercise I did with a couple before where it was like, um, it was like a pleasure list or something. I was like, name all the things you enjoy doing, like even outside of sex, obviously. Yeah. And they both made their individual list. And so um, I, and I said, mention, I mean, list all the things that don't bring you pleasure. That's kind of like a turn off, obviously beyond sex too. And then we looked at both lists to see like where there's some commonalities between the yeah. two. Um, and we kind of, I told them the market with like a red light, a green light, or um, red, green, or yellow. So red mean like this is a total like, Hell no. I don't like this shit. <laughs> green is like, I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. I love this. It's bringing me pleasure. And yellow was kind of like, oh no, I'm curious. I'm, like, mm-hmm. I'm curious. Like, I want to see. So I think once they realize that a lot of stuff that they do enjoy, um, 
like was compatible in a way. Yeah. Um, and I also had like a little like a homework thing where I was like, take things from this list and like build an experience. Yeah. So they both love like picnics. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both love like trying new foods. Yeah. They both love ambiance and candles and things like that. I'm like, okay, I noticed that y'all like this, y'all like this. Okay, how about this? Do an indoor picnic. Make it real vibey, light some candles, yeah. turn some music on. Um, it's these cards. Maybe you can, like, some some conversation starters. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's hard to, like, start off things, but, like, the cards kind of bring it out of you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really just helping them to see the ways they can create an experience for each other and explore what brings them pleasure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really nice. Yeah, they were just like, I didn't even think of that. I'm like, it's so simple. Because yeah. <laughs> those things like help to create intimacy. Yeah. And it's like very important. Yeah. Very important. And some people think that's the same thing. It's, it's not. Yeah. yeah. Intimacy yeah. and sex. Yeah. 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 Different. Yeah. Totally different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can be intimate with your friends. Yeah. Your family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say like, so something that's helped me on my own journey, because like I had like a lot of shame around like sex and talking about sex and mm-hmm. all those types of things. I think like listening to like sex podcasts yeah. has been like oh, very yeah. helpful for me. Mm-hmm. And some of the shit that we don't know, it'd be a little, I'd be like, wait a minute. Whoa. I'm going to call it. But like it's good to hear it because it's yeah. like you listen to people talk about it in such an open and honest right. way. And so yeah. you're like, oh, okay. So, so this is acceptable. I'm okay. like, oh, y'all be eating ass. Okay. <laughs> That's cool, I guess. You know, yeah. and so it opens you up. You be like, okay, and then they share it, and they don't have no shame around right. it. And it's like, yeah. oh, that's healing for me. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I, that would be my only thing that I would add. But other than that, listen to the professional. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's helpful too. Like I said, podcasts, reading, all those things spark curiosity and conversations. Mm-hmm. You can be like, I saw this this show, or I read this book, or I heard this podcast, and you talk to your husband, be like. Hey, what you think about this? And y'all can, that's literally a conversation right. starter. And you be like, I actually didn't know you was into that. Like, you were doing that. So I think they just started. It's just, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's fun. Like, you don't have to be, you know. I love it. Yeah. You're right. Beautiful. <laughs> well, thank you. We yes, hope you got you. some answers to your questions. <laughs> um, before we wrap everything up, we're going to have a quick message from our sponsor, the Goddess Energy Affirmation Day. <laughs> 54 affirmations to make you feel like a goddess. All right, let's pick a card here today. Let's do this one. Huh. I am breaking generational curses on a daily. Mm-hmm. I am my ancestors' wildest dreams. Oh, here we go. Yeah, All right. Like and it. the link to this deck will be <laughs> listed in the description. Thank you. I love that. <laughs> and this week's sponsor is <laughs> actually me. So. <laughs> I love that. Um, and remember, if you are a small business that would like to advertise to our incredible, incredible community email us at girls who heal podcast at gmail.com we'd love to support your business and share with our listeners and don't forget to like share and subscribe to girls who heal mm-hmm. and that wraps up today's episode now we would like to thank you thank for joining you. us thank you so thank much you. Mel. we enjoyed you really did thank yes. you <laughs> all right and don't forget to follow us on instagram at girls who heal podcast you can follow our personal pages at healing with anisha and, and- Underscore elevating me. Period. Okay. (laughs) We appreciate you joining us on this healing journey. Until next time, keep growing and glowing. Peace.